0: Who wants to go on an adventure? I know I do. If you do too, head on over to joffreys.com and get their newest coffee, Artifact Blend. This coffee was inspired by Tiffin's Restaurant over at the Animal Kingdom. This coffee has the world's oldest blend of Ethiopian and spicy Java beans. It has intense aroma, balanced with fruit and floral notes. Ladies and gentlemen, I went on an adventure this morning and it kept me going all day long. If you're ready for an adventure, head on over to Joffries.com and get their newest coffee, Artifact. Hi, this is Mike Bursell, voice of the Tomorrowland Transit Authority People Mover and Living with the Land. Welcome to a voyage of discovery and awareness of the richness, the diversity, and the often surprising nature of the Mickey Dudes podcast.
1: And now, from the Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor, it's the Mickey Dudes Podcast. Here's your master of ceremonies, Wazowski. Hello, humans!
2: Hello, humans, and welcome to another episode of the Mickey Dudes Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Koch. My co-host Pat was supposed to be with us tonight, but he actually is in the middle of having some major issues with his asthma, and the poor man is wheezing and can barely talk, so we graciously gave him the day off. He has missed, but we have some amazing people in his place today. So first off, we have our everyday rotating commentators. Our show wouldn't be what the show is without them from across the pond in glasgow we have steven maxwell
3: i'm surrounded by idiots
2: and from south carolina we have kyle ostrander
1: you got it right finally Holy yes cow. i all
2: had right. it written on the side of my fo-
1: on the side of my phone <laughs> just to remember all right steven this does not apply to you but anyway if you're American um, when you go into the bathroom and American when you come out of the bathroom, what are you when you're in the bathroom? European.
3: That's correct. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm European all the time. Apparently, when they go to Brexit. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. And this is where it
2: gets political. If you want to go on a rant on Brexit, be my guest. <laughs> What's
3: Brexit. Uh, South of Carolina before. Education. Right
1: there.
2: <laughs> yes. yes, sir. And tonight, it's a momentous night on the Mickey Dudes podcast. Actually, this will be coming out in the day. Most people listen to them in the day. Uh, I listen to podcasts whenever, but we're recording at night, and we have something that has been on the important guest list and just has not occurred yet, and I don't know why it hasn't occurred yet, but... We have our friend, Florence Porter. Uh, and fly. That was for you, Chuck. (laughs) Welcome Florence. Hello. Glad we can finally have you on.
4: (laughs) Thank you for having me.
2: Joe will be quite upset when he finds out that, uh, you're on and he is not, but he's out, uh, watching cars drive around in circles at the moment.
1: Uh, I'm from South Carolina. I can't even stand that. I mean, well, that's horrible.
2: Let's just face it. Joe is weird. I mean, he is from Jersey after all. So
1: yeah, it's kind of weird. Hey, hey Yankee. Never mind. I'm, I'm done. I'm done.
2: He will, however, uh, want to be on a show in the future with you because I got a text from him when we were trying to set up schedules, uh, and he said he couldn't record this week. And I said I was going to ask you to be on. Uh, his first question is, can I be on another show in the future with Florence? And my response was, uh, maybe. Depends on uh, <laughs> depends on if you annoy me or not. So <laughs> I got something to hang over his head.
4: Remember
1: the schedule. <laughs> I, I got a question for Florence, though. So. Yes. Did you really like where in the World's uh, Kyle O'Shander?
4: I got all the way to the end.
1: There you go. That's a good answer. The okay. first. I like that. A good, a good answer, <laughs> not
3: answer. I yes. like that.
4: I was thinking... Way to be hmm, diplomatic. Interesting.
3: <laughs> I think the only reason wow. I made it to the end is because so I was ge- on it.
2: <laughs> so guess he's not hosting anymore. <laughs> this guy. The last time I, As a matter of fact, Kyle, I don't know if you heard this story, but uh, the week after that one came out, I uh, went up to Connecticut to uh, meet uh, Mr. Janetti for our uh, annual Christmas get-together and he was with his lovely wife nicole and um our friends rebecca Tune and her boyfriend jonathan were there and when i walked in they were all all there already uh pat looks at me and says kyle is never hosting the show again <laughs>
1: that's you fault for letting like, it happened uh,
2: well like <laughs> i said we're we were desperate but i digress <laughs> <laughs> Before we get it into it, was one topic. of the
3: funniest shows we've been on. I mean, it, it was hilarious to actually Those be on, on cool. it, and just the three of us just bouncing off each other. It was so, so good. Oh, man. <laughs> then it happened.
1: Then, then, record, then, then record happened, and then it all went up.
2: <laughs> and since this train is getting derailed just like that train wreck was, uh, let's take <laughs> choo this choo. back. Yes, Choo Choo. Let's take this back. Throw down the uh, warning signs. And Florence, would you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and where your love of Disney comes from?
3: <laughs> Who are you?
4: Hmm, I don't think I could even tell you when it started. I grew up in Southern California, so Disneyland was only 20 minutes from my house growing up. Um, you know, we couldn't afford to go all the time, but we went often enough. And uh, my mom was at Disneyland in 1955 when it opened. So I think I got most of my love of Disney from her. And then uh, when I moved to Colorado, I'd never been to Disney World. And I said, hey, my young oldest was almost two. I said, hey, it doesn't cost anything for him to to fly yet and tickets are free, let's try Disney World. And I fell in love. And, And then it would, you know, longer periods of time. And then I became DVC in 2012. And the rest, as they say, is history.
2: Excellent, and I'm glad you mentioned DVC because we have a couple things to talk about before we actually get into our topic tonight. So before we start this conversation, uh, while Mr. Giannetti is not here, we're going to go back to a point when he did have a voice like Silk and have a word from our sponsors.
0: Who has the largest selections of DVC resale listings and is the number one DVC reseller in the world? Who has 90% of their listings sell within 30 days with no upfront fees? Who has 95 years of combined Disney Vacation Club experience and has been selling DVC since 1993? Who has over $360 million in sales of DVC? The answer, my friends, is the same for every single question. It's DVC resale market. If you're in the market for buying Disney Vacation Club or have any questions about DVC, then look no further than DVC Resale Market. Nick, Kevin, and the whole team will do their very best to get you exactly what you need and answer any questions that you might have. Take a look at their website for some great information, their latest listings, or just some FAQs. We would like to thank DVC Resale Market for being part of our team. And now it's your turn. Let them be part of your team when buying DVC. Check them out at DVC DVCResaleMarket.com
2: and like mr wheezy over there it's time to move on up fish don't fry in the kitchen so lady and gentlemen today some major news coming out of walt disney world we're not going to be um releasing this until uh the thursday after it so that will be um February fifteenth, but today, the eleventh, this morning, Disney World did its annual price increase. Now, of course, the Twitterverse and all of the Disney fan community is a buzz with the with the prices. It's a couple dollars each way for like every year. And of course there are people that are gonna be butt aching the entire time saying how They're not going to be going to Disney World anymore, and Disney is a bunch of crooks and all that. My feeling is Disney is a business. Get over yourselves. If you really feel that way, don't go. At this point, Disney World is crowded enough. Less people online, more time for me to play in the parks and all of us. So if you feel that way, there's the door. Don't let it hit you on the you-know-what on the way out. Florence, you're a travel agent. Can you tell us the new prices?
4: So price increases today. Uh, Parking went up as well from $20 to $22. And then, uh, okay, so single-day tickets, right? You've got a tier. And then you have value, regular, and peak time. So Magic Kingdom, being the more expensive, is $109 now for the value tier, $119 for the regular tier, and $129 for peak tier. That's if you buy a one-day ticket. For Animal Kingdom, Hollywood Studios, and Epcot, it's 102 for the value, 114 for the regular tier, and 122 for the peak tier.
2: And Disneyland and if you also choose, went up, right?
4: It did. And also the park hopper price. Okay.
2: Um,
4: for one day, value tier is 164, regular is 174, mm. and peak tier is 184.
3: And um, we all like par coppers, don't we, Dave? Oh yeah, most definitely.
4: Yeah. 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 And then the multi-day is, you know, varying. Okay, so Disneyland moment. All right, Disneyland um, I am looking at I've got the multi-day ticket. I'm not seeing I haven't jumped into the the one day. But let me give you a multi-day. A 2-day ticket is 210. And then the park hopper option is another 50. So if you went for 2 days, it's
2: $260. Okay. Even still a very good value is the way I see it because you're paying for top quality entertainment. You know, in this world, you want something of quality. Quality costs money.
4: So I was in Disneyland last weekend okay. and uh, we bought a one-day ticket for my husband. We went to – and we got a park hopper. And last week, it was $175. I have a Daniel pass. But we got there – we stayed on property, so we got there at 8 in the morning, and we pretty much didn't finish until about 11 that night. And for that price, you got to pay for, you know, you, you can get two hours of a concert, or you can get two hours of a Broadway play, or you can get, you know, what, 14, 15 hours at Disney.
2: Considering I spent $400 to see Hamilton one time, that's uh, definitely worth
1: Jeez. it. Jeez. I, I paid 40 bucks to the anthrax. I paid thirty. Hmm. Well, that's their, that's their home state anyway. So, as that's, that's that's the hometown price now. Devil's advocate here. I'm still going to go regardless. But at what point are they going to keep increasing prices, and it's going to be too much?
2: Well, this is always this always the question that happens right. every year. And every year they push the envelope a little bit more. And. You know they're also they also got to adjust for inflation. I mean, I was just mm-hmm. complaining on um, Facebook that uh, I just bought Greek food on my local app from the restaurant down the corner to deliver for three people. The bill came to over fifty dollars.
1: Okay, that's that sounds about wrong.
2: Yeah, and. A pizza now is over thirty bucks. I mean, it's whoa, whoa, yeah. What? Well, this is this is New York City living, and it's just okay. Yeah. It's, we, we go to Minos. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I'd rather drink. I'd rather gargle and drink Drano, but that's another story for another time. with That one we don't we'll have pizza down here. <laughs> but you know, and you know, you got to just for inflation, it is what it is. I mean, gas prices are constantly on the rise. I mm. can't, I can't complain about gas prices because. Everybody's in the same boat. It just is what it is. Yeah, eventually they're going to cap out and people are not going to go at that point and they're going to lo- they're going to lose money. And well, I hate to say it, and this is me being a being a New Yorker that unfortunately and just being a just uh being realistic, eventually another terrorist attack is going to happen on this uh country and it's going to end up throwing the economy into a downward plunge and yeah after, unfortunately after 9 11 that was one of the things where people couldn't travel and everything that's when you started seeing all these all these entertainment uh, venues throwing out these crazy discounts and everything so it's 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 a cycle we're in more of a prosperous time now eventually there's gonna be another economic dip and at that point, they're going to have to basically uh, deal with it. Be- and just that's when they're going to start doing their their uh, discounts. Because right now, they don't need to discount. There's no such thing as a busy time in Disney. Uh, I'm sorry. There's no such thing as a slow time in Disney World. Disney right. World is constantly busy. The parks have been a madhouse lately. At this point, they would be a fool not to increase their prices. Right.
3: It's a bad... Bit- I don't think it's going to affect over here too bad, you know, because we're always going to buy a 14 day ticket when we're across anyway, seven day minimum when you go across to the parks. But the thing that gets me is is the parking, you know, to increase it by $2 a day is just ludicrous. I mean, the amount of space that they've got there, I mean, They've got their money hand over fist in the parking for the last, what, 40 years. You know, so it comes to a point where they're just really paying, taking money for for old rope. Don't get me wrong, it's a business. It has to make money. It's obviously improving things. You've got different lands. you got Star Wars. You've got Toy Story. You know, you get Pandora that opened last year. Yes, they're ploughing the money back into it. You're staying in relation to... Will it actually cap out. It will only cap out when something happens in the world, and it has to drop down. But as they're going just now, it's make hay when the sun shines. They're just going to keep on going because they know that folk are just going to keep on buying and buying and buying. They're not going to go elsewhere and think this is well. It's, oh, it's another four dollars a day, you know, to go to Disney. Four dollars in anybody's book. If you're going, uh, four dollars is not going to be much of a difference to actually going to Disney or not going to Disney. If you want to go there, you'll pay the money.
2: Exactly. Mm -hmm. And you know what? We're all still going, so we're paying, so we're all in the same boat. Now, switching gears a bit, but kind of staying somewhat on theme, uh, I have two DVC members with me. We have Florence, and we have Kyle. And today... Hi. Florence, did you see the information come out about the Magical Extras?
4: today uh i didn't i don't know that i saw the me- you, you mean that you need to have 75 points now yes. instead of 50 yes yeah so i did
2: see that. there was a message that came out and uh joe uh, quattrochi our uh, mickey dude rotating commentator whose name i actually pronounced correctly uh and is a member of um the resort loop team and in their facebook uh, page today He posted this little notification that he got that said, Effective February 25th, 2018, to be eligible for membership extras, members must own and maintain a minimum of 75 vacation points purchased directly through Disney Vacation Development Inc. All members who are eligible... For member extras as of February 24th, will not be impacted by the $75 vacation point requirement as long as they continue to meet the previously imp- implemented eligibility requirements. For information, visit important membership documents. And there was a link. This was an email that he. Th- this was an email that he got. So the current DVC members are now grandfathered in. But before it used to be. Here we. Um, we always advise buying DVC uh, through resale with our sponsors, DVC Resale. And we always said, well, if you wanted to actually have all of the uh, extras that Disney gives to DVC members, you have to buy some points through uh, Disney beforehand. It used to be a $25, um, not, I'm not sorry, not 25, a 25-point 25 contract. Now it's increased by 50 points to 75 points. And then after that now you can if you want to continue and add more points you would just buy resale. But this is a heft, this is a hefty move on Disney's part. I was wondering the two of you as DVC members, obviously you're not affected because you're grandfathered in, but any thoughts on this?
1: <clears throat> uh, like I said like I said in my uh, in the chat, what's a magical extra? So I had no idea. You'll know, explain it to me, but
2: Well, I would I would maybe, assume, maybe I would assume it would be stuff like the uh, discount on annual passes, right. your right. your yep. moonlight magic parties, your your card that lets you get gets you into the D V C lounge above Figment and and uh Top of the World and stuff like right. that. Just just
1: hit the perks. The perks. Okay, I get the yeah. perks. Right. Tell you the truth, I had no idea it was a minimum. I thought it was just your D V C get perks. If you, buy through, D-
2: if you buy through resale, you don't get the perks.
1: Right, I, 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 as I've seen before, like uh, lately, if you buy through resale, your perks are getting uh, a little uh, are dwindling every year. So, I bought through I bought through Disney, so not affecting me whatsoever.
4: So, my first contract, we actually bought resale, and then simultaneously, we decided that wasn't going to be enough points, and we bought it direct. We bought two more contracts since, and they've all been direct. One of the reasons is um, <laughs> instant gratification. You can get the points immediately put in your bank. Um, your closing costs are less. They are more expensive. But, for example, last weekend, we went to Disneyland. We had some extra points, and we said, hey, let's stay at the Grand Californian. But we needed to use it for the classic series, or not, not the classic yeah, the classic. So we paid for a hotel room for a ridiculous amount of points, but we realized, you know what? It's already prepaid. That's okay. And I would not have been able to do that with my resale points. So fortunately, I use my resale points first, and then I keep my direct points later. Mm. So there's those flexibility too, right? I mean, if you're direct, you have a lot more ability to use it for something else. Or
1: maybe it's Disney realizing the resale market's uh, actually doing pretty good
2: yeah yeah they definitely that would definitely be a thing of competition right there so
1: right and they is have Di-
2: they have right of refru- Di- refusal right
1: Before- is disney finally realizing like oh crap they're actually doing something good here we gotta do something about it
2: oh yeah most definitely because then you have you have leeches like me who uh just uh end up renting dvc points and then I have so many friends in the Central Florida area that are D V C that I have gone to a bunch of D V C parties that it just happens to be I've been down there and I you know, let's face it, I'm kind of a big deal. People like me. So all the time people are <laughs> always you. People, are, are you? Yeah, people are People are always see. inviting me to the D V C parties. So I've gone to I've gone to a couple of the D V C parties. Uh, Almost every trip, I find myself at some point in the Figment Lounge, and uh, I've lost count of the amount of times I've been to Top of the World, so there's always somebody bringing me up. So I'm just going to continue renting my points and just uh, basically, uh, like Flynn Rider, I'm just going to
1: um,
3: rely on my smolder. Let me tell you something. Smacked in the face with a frying pan.
1: (laughs) I met Dave Koch for the very first time in... Dark Side Half Marathon 2016. I love this story. It took us twice as time to get to the registration area because every five feet, hey, Dave, hey, Dave, (laughs) hey, Dave, what's up, Dave?
3: So, yeah, he's he's a big deal. The day he had his name on his back, he's top, eh?
1: (laughs) But like like the monorail, if you try to get somewhere quick, Dave's not the way to go. (laughs)
4: I met Joe for the very first time at the uh, Animal Kingdom nighttime DVC.
1: He's all right. (laughs) (laughs) He married a South Carolina girl, so he's got some smarts.
2: Well, something had to negate the whole Jersey thing, but that's another Mm -hmm. story for another time. So let us now, once more, switch gears and get into our topic. So today we are discussing our favorite things in epcot when i say favorite things i mean two of them one in future world and one in the world showcase we've done some similar uh, stuff like this in the magic kingdom going back in the archives we realized we never did it in epcot and we needed a last minute uh, topic for tonight that really didn't take much uh, preparation or planning so, something to come right off the top of our head. So, hence, that's why we're doing this show today. If you are, if you are um, wondering why in the background there is no uh, Sound of Music, uh, my favorite things playing, it's because I absolutely despise that movie. I hate it with a passion. And there is absolutely no way with me editing the show this week that it's going to make my airwaves. Hence, with that said, we're going to go around... First to Future World, then to the World Showcase, and we're all going to discuss our favorite thing. If we are doubled, if I say something or if Steven says something and the other person, either uh, Florence or Kyle, had that too, what we'll do is we'll just say, hey, me too. We'll discuss. Steven will first discuss why he likes what it, what he said, and then maybe Kyle will jump in and t- talk about that, and then we'll have a discussion about that. And we'll just move on so that everybody kind of gets a voice in that way so i normally do ladies first and our guests first but i'm going to like DVC. i'm going to give you right a refusal florence if you would like one of our gentlemen to go first and give you a chance to think <laughs> again first we can we can throw it to one of them so it's up to you
4: oh i think i'm ready okay i'm ready
2: so in future world what is one of your favorite things
4: so I, I'm trying to define my favorite things as what is it that I have to do or try to do every single trip. Okay. Okay.
2: Um, what That one and, thing in Epcot. What is that one thing in Future World? I would world?
4: probably say it's Spaceship Earth. Okay. Why? I enjoy the history part of it. I enjoy how how long it is. So it's not something that's really quick. Um, you know, I would, my first thought was, oh, well, it's going to be soaring. Well, I, I, am not willing to wait so much for their spaceship earth. I can always find, you know, a a time during the day where the line is tolerable. I always try to get a fast pass for it. Um, it's air conditioned Mm. in the summer and you have plenty of time to cool down. Uh, it's just, it's just, I really enjoy the ride.
2: I do too. And it's definitely one of those must-dos on my list. Uh, with me, as far as Spaceship Earth goes, I just need to—I just need to um, smell Alexandria burning. And <laughs> yep. if the line—if the line is too long for that, what I do is I just go into that little Kodak photo uh, uh, store. That's now, I guess, a PhotoPass store. Because they pipe the smell of Alexandria burning into there, so I kind of, if I don't want to wait for, the, if I don't want to wait for, uh, for the whole uh, ride at that point, because the line is just ridiculously long, long and wrong, because of Fast Pass Plus, I just go into there, and I'll just stand there for like ten minutes, and people will be like, "Can I, can I help you?" and i be like, "No," and I'll just smile, and then they'll just stand there and just stare aimlessly, and just everybody gets uncomfortable. Uh, there was a couple of kids that were there with me uh, the last time doing the same thing, and by the time they walked out with the, with the fumes there, they were high as kites, so it was kind of funny to see. Propane. Yes, exactly. It's, it's propane. But the smell of Alexandria burning is definitely one of the things that uh, I need in my life when I'm down there.
3: It's one of the best rides on property. You know, it's so iconic and as Florence was saying, it takes how long? <laughs> it, it takes you, out. and it it's the same all the way through. I mean, I've I've been through a couple, a few of the certain sort of narrators, you know, in my time there, but uh, it's the same all the way through. It's it's history and through. You see, it all they need to maybe update it later on, you know, with the sort of future sort of stuff. But it was that. It's a great ride. Uh, and it takes you out the park and just sort of relaxes you for like 10 minutes 15 minutes
2: awesome and Stephen what about you what's your favourite thing in Future World
3: as Florence was saying about swording, uh I used to like the previous one of swording, uh Soren over California now Soren over the World is not so good but totally agree one thing
1: I love Soren of the World mm. I love it
4: I get nauseous on it. <laughs> I like it only if I'm sitting in the middle section.
2: Exactly. Well, that's the only way I will do Soren
3: well, my One, that I would really, uh, I love is Mission Space. I just love the concept of it. I just like the the fact that it's you, know, you get the centrifuge and you get around and, and just just the way that you're pressed into your seat as if, as if you are taking off in a rocket it just is fantastic and the interaction but you're pressing buttons and I know obviously you don't have to press the buttons to actually land, <laughs> land or disengage or put the, the 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 hyper sleep on but you feel as if you're actually part of it and the four of you together when the the, the thing comes towards you it does get very very claustrophobic and you're sort of looking about it. no wonder they've got uh, sick bags kicking about as well just in case you are obviously of that sort of Help that you just want to throw up because if you take your eyes off the screen, uh but again you feel it you feel the you feel as if you are actually gonna be semi nauseous. Yeah. And I know that's maybe not the best thing to have on a ride, but uh just the setup of it and I just love it. It's is definitely one of the things I would do there. probably more than I would do test track or sword.
2: See I skip it? I'll do it every couple of years, but I'm claustrophobic. So I should be skipping it all the time, but I guess I'm a bit masochistic too. So every few years I'll say, all right, I haven't been on this and I'll just go on it. But as I get on it and they close that little thing and I feel like I'm in a coffin, I feel like I I ask myself. (laughs) And then that little thing across my chest, I start to go into a major panic attack every time. And it's always this little uh, inside battle with me and I come out feeling feeling victorious, and I feel like I can like go and uh, win the Hunger Games after that, so it's a rush.
3: <laughs> a bit like Spaceship Earth, though. It takes a hell of a long time to get out, you know? Mm-hmm. The, the the exit is just down corridors left, right, and centre, and it just takes forever to get out. At least with Spaceship Earth, you can sort of bounce up and down in a travelator, or look around and see a couple of the windows with the the reset models in it but there's absolutely nothing in the exit to mission space doesn't detract from the the ride but it just takes forever
4: mission space is my youngest son Nick's favorite ride and I stopped doing it a few years mm-hmm. ago but I did try the reimagined version and I really did like that i didn't didn't feel so miserable after that i enjoyed it especially the lights over paris and have any of you done the the reimagined one i know it's for wimps it's a green one
2: i i actually did do it because i just wanted to experience the new one because they were hyping it and i did enjoy it too i'll i even find just being in in green i just get nervous even in green on top of that so i just the only way I'll usually ride it is, is if I'm with a uh, Disney Virgin who wants to uh, experience Epcot, I'll take them on it at that point. So, But yeah, if I am going, I'm going orange at that point. I figure might as well go for broke, but I did enjoy that green.
3: Kyle? I always find it hard to do green things. I could never do that. Well, oh, Kyle.
2: Well, it's not easy being green. Do you have, no. any- do you have anything yeah. to say about uh, Mission
1: Space? I rode Mission Space when it opened, and I haven't been back since. That says a lot, right there. Yes, <laughs> it was cool the first time, only time. And as uh, you rode it once, you rode it a million times.
2: And with that, we know it's not your favorite thing. So tell us, correct in future world, what is
1: your favorite thing? My favorite thing is making a Fast Pass for Test Track because you're gonna get two surprises out of, out of it. One, you're gonna get a ride. Or two, you're gonna get a broken down ride and a fast pass to anywhere else in Epcot. <laughs> that is awesome. <clears throat> now, <clears throat> I like test track. I, I like I like a new version. I like the old crash test dummy version of it. Tron track, the Tron track. Yeah, I'm not a big. It whatever. It's a, it's fine. It's okay. It's a good ride. But you're all you're just waiting for the uh, the 80 mile per hour outside thing. So 65. Same thing, fastest ride in Walt Disney World. Well, I know you can't get Frozen, or can you get Soren on the free Fast Pass? Yes, you can. You can't get you can't get Frozen, so you can't get Frozen. So you basically get any Fast Pass for any ride in the uh, Epcot area. Win win. In the future world, era, yes. In future world, future world. Yeah, now, in future world. Well, Sorry. I
2: absolutely uh, refuse to ever watch that monstrosity that is Tron. Just on, the, mm, just to Tron annoy. You gotta
1: experience at least once. Just uh, to I
2: annoy. Like you gotta watch it
4: though. No, it's hey, I Steven? can annoy
2: Steven and Steven? Joe in the same
4: breath. I have seen Tron in the theaters. Oh, so far? Oh, I went. I went
3: in 1982. I think it was to see yep. it. Yeah,
4: I was two years old. And
3: that I that it. was good. And I, I loved was zero Tron Legacy as well.
1: That oh, Legacy was horrible.
3: Stephen, I can't agree. <sighs> Legacy no, no, was horrible
1: horrible <laughs> Anyway well, Anyway I seen I I at least watched Tron and said, eh, not my thing." Yeah, like I won't even folks, do that. But I do love Tron, Tron Track. I've always I love of you know, of Tron recording
0: because I'm going to say something like, you know,
2: it's my, like it's, like Tim's well, so it's hot or whatever I said that. That, oh, crap I'm recording. It's my, it's my favorite stuff. attraction.
1: Yes. So are they going to cha- are they going to change Tron Track once uh, the the uh, cycles come into place?
2: I'm sure they will.
3: mm
1: Mhm. Anyways, go ahead, Dave.
2: Yeah, well, it's good to know that you, it's good to know that you could host the show. If oh wait no, that whole where uh, is <laughs> Kyle thing? Never. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, m- my absolute favorite thing in future world should come as no surprise to anybody. I need my Beverly. There is just something about going into Club Cool. And just walking in there like you own the joint. And just striding over, grabbing a cup. And just confidently putting that cup right underneath and pushing that Beverly. And everybody looks at you like, oh, 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 it's going to happen. It's going to happen. He's going to win. And then you just take a sip and you just throw it back like you're just uh, taking a shot or something. And then you just look at everybody and you just go, ah, and stick your tongue out and walk away. And everybody is just dumbfounded. Or and then you have other people. That just see you do it. And they go to take a sip too. And they just make this look of death. It is the greatest thing out there. Mm -hmm. The the hardest thing
1: i ever done was. I took a sip of that stuff. And keep a straight face. I was trying to trick my son. My nine year old son. into Taking a sip and saying. Hey it's the best soda on the face of the planet. And getting his reaction. It was awesome.
4: <laughs> it, was it only happens once.
3: Yeah,
1: he'll do it again. And I'll make him. Although I have noticed they've,
2: in the last year or so, I guess this is Disney, uh, cutting back uh, on uh, budget. Thanks, Shanghai. Uh,
3: <laughs>
2: they've been watering
3: down the Beverly. Yeah. Mm. That's good. They're running out because apparently, as you said before. They do drink it in Italy. Exactly. <laughs> I think they no. bought the whole stock up of everything, so they've got to water it down to make sure that there's enough to go around.
2: I wanted to have a Disney planning party at my house for some friends that were going down to the world, and I was going to be down there, and I was teaching them everything that they needed to know about Disney. So they were coming over. We were going to do fast passes. I was going to tell them about the restaurants. We were going to make. Uh, we were going to. We were going to make uh, reservations. I made Tonga toast. I. I had a friend make the uh, the cheese soup from Le Cellier we, we wanted to do it really up so I'm looking all over the internet to see if I can find Beverly to bring in Beverly and it just was not I, I, I even messaged friends in Italy to see if they could mail me Beverly and yeah they they never even heard of it
1: <laughs> it was crazy that should tell you something right there
2: Yes, yes it does <laughs> But I, I just love just standing around and just watching the reactions and then and now I will I will uh, throw out one caveat I did vomit Beverly one time because um, one of our famous um, challenges uh, ride challenges to uh, raise money for Give Kids the World and I said for every every uh, twenty five dollars over budget I would take a shot of Beverly and I had to take something like 25 shots of Beverly, and my stomach just could not handle it. I don't know if it was the carbonation or whatever, but I slowly poisoned myself, and I was able to uh, get it down, but about maybe 20 minutes later, I found myself um, uh, praying to the porcelain god in the uh, figment bathrooms.
3: And the good good thing about Beverly is... It tastes the same coming back up as it does getting down. It, yeah. it,
2: <laughs> cer- it most certainly did, and that was the thing. And it just at that point it also burnt my esophagus. So <laughs> I guess I guess that's my punishment for basically uh, just trying to bait people into drinking it, and just kind of just acting like it's the best soda and everything, and kind of just really uh, getting my jollies off of seeing people miserable drinking it. So I guess every I guess every now and then. The wheel of fortune swings out out of my uh, out of my favor and kind of throws me for a loop. So I guess that I guess that was the uh, I guess that was my time.
3: We also saw the video of that as well. Yeah, we never saw never saw the aftermath. We saw it beforehand. No, actually, Thank yeah, God we I, never I, saw the aftermath.
2: <laughs> I recorded that live on the on the Mickey dudes uh, Facebook feed, so everybody could see it. So I made a promise. When I make a promise, a promise is a promise. So. I did what I had to do, in that way.
1: Now, if if you you had some gin with with it, it would be better. I have had
2: the Beverly's Revenge drink over at the Coke store, and they do it with this blood orange stuff. I don't know. I don't remember what uh, spirit they actually mix it with, but the Beverly's Revenge drink is really good. That cocktail works very well. I guess maybe the bitterness, basically. Kind of is offset by whatever else they put into it, but it was quite tasty. I would definitely recommend. So it.
1: There's, there's definitely a Beverly drink out a Beverly uh, cocktail out there. It's
2: called Beverly's Revenge, and it's available at the Coca-Cola store in Disney Springs.
1: And made by. And made with Beverly. Made with Be- yeah, made with Beverly. Nice. Yeah, no idea. Yep. Yeah, it's called Beverly's Revenge. I'll take care of that one next time. Yes, you must.
3: I thought you would have picked Figment as your. Your best thing in Epcot, future world?
2: Figment, I guess, is my best thing ever in in Walt Disney World. (laughs) But we were just talking about Epcot, and it's just... uh, What can I say? I've had a love affair with Beverly for a while. Beverly completes me. Mm. And with that, we are going to cross over the promenade and make our way over to the lagoon and... Some of us are going clockwise. Some of us are going counterclockwise as we visit the World Showcase. Florence, what is your absolute most favorite thing in the World Showcase?
4: Okay. I don't always spend a lot of time in Epcot. But there is one place that I will go to every single trip. And I may only go to Epcot for that one thing. That is. And it's a Quattro formaggi pizza at Via Napoli.
2: Okay. I can <laughs> definitely <laughs> I can definitely see your point on this one.
4: Oh yeah. molto bene. Yeah, I love that pizza. Love that pizza. To the to the point now that I do not order pizza at home because it's The quattro formaggi pizza has ruined me for everything else.
2: Do you have decent service when you go there? Because anytime I've ever went, the service was always lacking, and I try to avoid it for that reason. How do you find the service when you go?
4: So most of the time I go is is usually a race weekend, and I'm I'm meeting other people. So we're not usually in a rush. So I haven't really noticed if the service isn't good because we're never in a hurry. Okay. Um, Now, I did have a situation... In December, I was just there for one day, so of course I threw in a in Napoli for lunch, and um, I was—it was the uh, weekend I was going to go see uh, the Kurt Russell. So I had the dining package to see Kurt Russell in the Candlelight Processional, and I, I brought it. They brought me my pizza, and I had the individual. And usually we we get the Mezzo Metro, the really huge one, and they brought it, and it just. I took the first bite and there was like black ash on my plate and, and, and I just did not, it it just didn't taste good. It was not my thing. So basically I, I, she came by, she says, how's your lunch? And I said, you know, this is, it's not working for me. And so she took it away and then a manager came by and hand me the menu. And he says, you know, please pick something else. And I said, no, there is nothing else. This is it. This is all like meat. It's a <laughs> place. This is this is why I come. And so he tried to explain it's cooked in the oven. I said I've had this pizza more than a dozen times and something's just not right on this one. And so then sous chef comes by and he puts one right in front of me and it was cooked perfectly. It didn't have all the ash on the bottom. And then of course because I ate one piece of the other one I didn't have time to eat the rest but um, yeah, that's the only that's the only reason I really go into future into World Showcase, and that's for the Napoli's pizza. Well, it
2: sounds like they made it right.
4: Oh, they did. And mm. then he said he would. Um, what did he tell me? He he said he would take some money off. I said, "Well, I'm doing the dining package." I said, "It's not." It it it's fine. It's not a problem. But they still took twenty percent off too on top wow. of it. So they really nice. They they did a good job. But uh, like I said, I'm usually there with the big group. We're at the big table usually because there's so many of us. Um, so yeah. So I love it. Oh, awesome. company.
3: Just, my friend <laughs> just bought a pizza oven as well, and he was just doing his first test over the weekend there, and the first one came out.
4: It was all right, but it looked a bit
3: black. But after that, I think he's sort of getting the hang of it. So I think it's one of these things where I know obviously they're churning the th- the three ovens non-stop, but it's just obviously one of these ones that just came out wrong. But uh, they do look nice. I've never ever been to uh, there, but the the pizzas look really nice.
4: They're amazing. <laughs>
3: Especially if you travel so far to get one.
4: <laughs> oh, yeah. And my my son, the same one who likes Mission Space, we that's where he picks for his birthday. If we go to Disney World for his birthday, that is the meal that he wants for his his uh, birthday, lunch, dinner, whatever. And he spent his 16th birthday there, and he spent his 18th birthday there. Via Napoli.
2: Grazie
3: mille, Florence.
2: Mm-hmm. Steven?
3: Yeah. Mine just uh, changed over my last trip uh, going to Frozen Ever After uh, really it, I wasn't expecting anything from from that and getting in and having a fast pass because obviously the queues are stowed out through the door I actually shed a tear when I was going through Frozen Ever After but probably not my favourite thing that, in Epcot but it has a very very close second uh, but the most things that I did in Epcot was go to Artisan and get the glass over in uh, Paris, uh, which is the, the ice cream parlour. And the ice cream they do in there is fantastic. You know, it's just it's second to none. And I had white chocolate, uh, coconut ice cream, and a, a big sort of waffle cone thing. And I must have, I mean, we went to Epcot a few times. But I must have had one about four or five times, you know, (laughs) when we were there the last holiday. And a bit like like the pizza, you know, it's one thing that I would actually do constantly is just get that ice cream, uh, especially in the heat. You know, it just cools you down, just sitting in the wee wall, just uh, at Paris, uh, looking over uh, and just seeing everybody milling about. And it's great. You know, it really is one of the best things to have in Epcot.
2: awesome and it looks like kyle went to the bathroom so i'm going to uh continue (laughs) on mine and i'm gonna cheat because it's the mickey dudes and how would uh we actually get through an episode without some type of cheating so my most favorite thing in the world showcase is agent p's world showcase adventure because you can go through the entire World Showcase playing this game, and you have to really look at the details, look at the architecture, and you have to really take time to explore the pavilions. It gives you a chance to kind of stop and smell the roses. It also puts people in a very awkward situation. Uh, I remember my friend Mike, and for that matter, uh, Joe Quattrocchi, uh, getting all embarrassed, and they had to when they were playing in uh, the UK, and they were just getting—they were getting themselves in a bind—that they had to go up to the uh, tea caddy uh, cashier and tell them that evil was their cup of tea, and of course, both times uh, they were both—both uh, guys were really embarrassed, and the girl behind it just totally smelt it on them and just jumped into character and played it off and it was making it even more awkward for them as i'm just watching this laughing so i have a sick twisted sense of humor so adding on to this basically just uh makes it even that more enjoyable but you know you get to do things in the world showcase that um, make things work and then people just are watching something, all of a sudden they're looking at the cuckoo clocks and you can mess with them because you can just push a button and all the cuckoo clocks start going off. I remember I was with my father and we were in the um, courtyard uh, in uh, Japan p- outside of the Japan Pavilion. Outside, all the way in the back of Misukashi, there's like a... Uh, Would you call me? Exactly. There's <laughs> a uh, drawbridge... And a little pond, little pond. And my father was setting up this really, really nice shot. And there was no people around. And he had this really serene shot. And somebody comes behind him and pushes their cell phone. And all of a sudden, Doofenshmirtz comes out in a boat, totally messing up the shot. And you just hear my father just utter an expletive, and he gets the picture. It was the it was the most hilarious thing because he just wasn't expecting, and all of a sudden there comes Doofenshmirtz out in a little radio control boat beforehand, and I just couldn't keep a straight face. But those little things that happen in Epcot that you get to control with that with with that uh, game, just totally makes it a uh, complete interactive experience, and it just increases the funness of the World Showcase, and that's why it's my favourite thing.
3: Epcot's not really a child-friendly sort of park, so to have that, and actually get around with the children, and and do the interactive Agent P, it really is good, you know, because they are they, they want to buy into it, they want to, you know, it's one of, obviously a, a huge character uh, franchise, uh, and it's good that they can actually look out for these things and you see the kids running about, you know, just trying to find the next clue. You know, it gives them something to do while you're drinking <laughs> around the world. <laughs> no one
4: would ever never done having
3: that. children and drinking really? around the world at the same time. Drink, but- drinking around the Agent
1: P. I like <laughs>
2: I've
4: never done Agent P. Really? I've done Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom, I've done Pirates Adventure, but I've never done Agent P in so Florence, Lawrence,
2: but- we're going to have to fix this. You and me A- are gonna have to play. Drink around the world. Yes. <laughs> Challenge accepted. Are you going down for Princess?
4: No, not till Darkside.
2: Okay, well, we're gonna have to meet up at some time during Darkseid, and we're gonna have to play one round of Agent P. Okay. You heard it here. Yeah. Right. That's gonna happen, folks. You heard it on the Mickey dudes.
1: That <laughs> was there. I'd be going too, but I, I can't go. Uh, anyway, anyway. Short subject. Yes. Understandable.
2: But we'll make you feel better, Kyle, by tell- having you tell us what your favorite thing in the World Showcase is.
1: Uh, I, I miss Stevens, so sorry. Will Stevens?
3: Artisan de Glass. The ice cream, cream parlor in France. Okay.
1: My favorite thing in the World Showcase is Beer Garden.
3: Okay. Um, a surprise?
1: No. Kind of. Maybe. It could be. Um, beer Garden, to me, feels more... The most authentic now i've never been to germany i've never been to japan i've been to china i have been to germany it just feels the most authentic out of all the countries back there but this goes beyond my love of parks my love of epcot right now that's where my father and i and my family would go back in the day that's the only place my dad would go to eat before there was before there's animal kingdom before there was hollywood studios there's magic kingdom epcot we go to epcot we go to beer garden Every time. Every time. Go see the polka band every time. Because my father believed that we were German for years and years and years and years. So, you know, why how why not celebrate our heritage by going to the beer garden on Disney World, enjoying the food, enjoying the people, enjoying the music.
2: I think I know where this is going. Are we going Ancestry or Twenty Three and Me?
1: And set this before twenty three and me.
2: Okay.
1: So my dad started my dad got a bug to go research our family heritage and found out we're actually Dutch. <laughs> but anyway, because Ostrander is German, Ostrander, which I am, is Dutch. Anyway, beyond beyond that, but still, we do. I I always remember the uh, family, the uh, fun we had as a family going to beer garden every time back when I was a kid. And I still enjoy going there now. Food's great. I don't care what you say. I love the sausage and the sauerkraut and the, the schnitzels. I love it too. It's always good quality food and great service. And un- un- unfortunately, unfortunately, one bad thing is if you don't catch it right when the band's playing, you're not gonna get the full effect. Yeah. So you, you want to check? I think every hour and a half, hour hour and a half, they come out and play. There is a website that lists their lists their their
2: t- sets.
1: Yeah, I'm on the actual Disney website. I can't find it, so yeah, go make sure you're making a uh, a ADR. W W E N T Right. So if you make an ADR for a Beer Garden, make sure you're making it around when the band starts. Because if you don't make it when the band starts, you're gonna be you're gonna be lost by like an hour.
2: Kyle, there's you're only no one band. problem with that. What's that? Disney and Times. ADR times don't mix. I mean, you could have an ADR. Don't I understand make, they'll that. They'll make you wait twenty minutes. You, you'll be on time. They'll make you wait twenty minutes, even if there's nobody in the restaurant. They'll make you wait just on principle for the fact that they don't want to spoil you. I understand that.
1: So you want to get closer to the start of the band because yeah. you're gonna do the uh, the birds the um the bird song toward the end with all your family out there. It's fun.
2: Well, worst comes to worst, if you don't get the chicken dance at that point, Margaret Alba, uh, yeah, Margaret Alba and the Bavarian band closes with it also now. And ma- watching Margaret Alba is awesome. She does she does a really great show outside in the German p- pavilion.
1: And if all else fails, if you're still sad, go to the Warther shop and get some caramels. It'd be all right.
4: Oh yeah, that's one of my other favorites. <laughs> Being <laughs> Farm- half German myself.
2: My favorite thing around Christmas is I always go over there and I bring home a nice Stollen for Christmas Day. Oh, nice.
4: I thought I was a quarter German and my family did Ancestry.com. Turns out I'm actually a quarter English.
2: I just did 23 and me found out I was 51% Italian. Um, The German slash French was only 25% and then... There were a whole bunch of other things mixed in that I just did not know and wasn't wasn't expecting, English, mm. Iberian, uh, Iberian. Oh, that's Spanish. A Spanish, yeah. Uh, Spanish, correct. And uh, yeah, um, actually, a bit of uh, North African too. Did not, I did not see that one coming. But my but my grandfather was Sicilian, so it makes sense. Mm-hmm. So. With that said, it is time for us to pay tribute to the great Lightning McQueen with our esteemed guest in a little segment we like to call the Piston Cup Challenge. Lightning
1: McQueen is going to win the Piston Cup!
2: Okay, and gentlemen, start your engines. I am going to start off. Florence, are you ready to take our Piston Cup Challenge and answer our series of rapid-fire questions?
4: I couldn't study for this, so
2: okay, I'm as good as it's, it's as good as it's gonna be. All righty. So, with that said, our engines have started. Disneyland
3: or Disney World?
2: Disney World. Stephen, Florence.
3: What's your favorite ride at Disney World? Flights
4: of Passage.
3: Kyle, floor it. Favorite Disney IP
1: movie? Moana.
2: Time for me to floor it. Favorite Disney character?
4: Baloo the Bear. Stephen,
3: floor it. Dole Whip or Citrus Swirro? Dole Whip. Ah, yeah, yes! Yeah.
2: And <laughs> Kyle, floor it. Favorite princess?
4: Favorite princess. Ah, uh, I am going to go with
2: Aurora. And she made it, ladies and gentlemen, right at the checkered flag. She Uh-oh. made it right through. Congratulations, Florence. You have completed the Piston Cup Challenge.
3: Yay!
4: <laughs>
2: Excellent. Well, you have something to say, Kyle?
1: Nope, nope, no 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 nothing
2: at all. <laughs> all right. Well Florence I can't...
1: You're killing me, Kyle. <laughs> what, I'm... You're killing me What am I doing? <laughs> you're killing me, Smalls. I'm smiling I don't think I'm doing smiling right here. What are you talking about? Mm.
2: <laughs> Kyle Ostrander, smiling politely. Yes. Okay. And with that, Florence, it's been an absolute pleasure having you. You are welcome anytime you wanna yes, come ma'am. on the Mickey Dudes. Uh, we do have to have you on with Joseph so I can uh, stop hearing him complain that I had you on without him at this <laughs> point. So we're going to have to appease him in one way, shape, or form at one point. So please come back. You are always most welcome, and we really appreciate you as a listener. Uh, would you please tell us where you could be found on the interwebs?
4: Uh, pretty much on Facebook, Florence Hanky Porter. And, uh, yeah, I have Instagram, I have Twitter, but I don't really use them because, you know, I'm older. It's just not in my wheelhouse. (laughs) So pretty much Facebook.
2: Uh, Steven,
3: what about you? Yeah, you can get me on Twitter at SJMDisney.
1: Kyle? I hate Twitter, but Instagram is uh, turkeyleg01 and also uh, diz underscore pipe. For your kind of tobacco, Disney stuff. <laughs> stuff. Yes. Yes.
2: Yes. You recently started a YouTube channel that is uh, seems to be taking off. and Enjoying. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I get like five views per video. But still, so. it's, same thing. I enjoy it. Uh, what Diz Pipe? D I Z Pipe. And what do you do on so, Diz Pipe? I smoke pipes. That's <laughs> basically all I do. And. And I discussed some Disney stuff some Disney news kind of kind of chunky up to date with the stuff but i kind of feeling driving really.
3: video at the same time
1: yeah driving video yeah my, my <laughs> son actually did one today about uh, a sensory jump for my other boy uh, like a uh, and my boy was filming me Blair Witch boys Blair Witch <laughs> you get you get motion sickness don't watch this video <laughs> uh-huh. Hopefully our listeners will uh, check you out. But oh, also, it's t- tobacco pipes. Tobacco pipes. Sorry. Glad you ha- made that distinction. Yeah. Sometimes I get I get hit up for some other things.
2: We're gonna leave that one alone, and mm-hmm. we are going to uh, move on to. Well, uh, it's uh, Florence who's in Colorado now, so. Oh, <laughs> she knows what I'm talking
1: about. Yeah. This. <laughs> but but uh, file
2: <laughs> But you can there find you, you can find me on Twitter at Figment's Reality. Although yesterday I almost uh, deleted my account because I just got tired of Twitter. <laughs> and um, I hate Twitter so much. <laughs> you can also find me at Figment's Reality on Instagram and Dave Koch on Facebook. You can find the Mickey dudes on Twitter at. The Mickey Dudes. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we thank you for listening. Have a magical day.